Hey guys, thank you so much for incorporating these notes into your notes. Tomorrow we'll be able to go into more depth into this conversation about this war. And so thank you for taking time. Um, <clears throat> we are in the Crimea. And um, this war takes place from 1853 to 1856, and it is considered the first modern war, which we will discuss in depth in class. Basically, what starts this war um, isn't really have much to do with um, where the Crimea is located. I'll explain that here momentarily, but basically there are disputes over the Holy Land. Um, Palestine, you know, at this point with the spread of the Ottoman Empire was controlled by um, um, uh, Palestine and, and Jerusalem were controlled by the Turks, and Napoleon III, who I've mentioned in class, was um, the French president, king, dictator, whatever, and he uh, requested that areas could be open to the Catholics. Well, historically, the Brits, I'm sorry, the Brits, the Russians, had um, most, most of the heavy-handed access to this region. And uh, essentially, um, the um, competing interests between the French and the Russians really boiled to a head and in the mid-1800s. And basically, in, during one dispute, the Tsar of Russia, Tsar Nicholas I, demanded to be the protector of Orthodox subjects throughout all of the Ottoman, not just in Palestine, but all the Ottoman, and basically saying this would allow him to really strategic areas. And so naturally, as you can imagine, this really truly cuts into the heart of Ottoman sovereignty because why would they agree to that? So naturally, the Ottoman sultan was like, yeah, about that, no. So um, that triggers the Russians to advance into the Balkans and into the Black Sea. About six months goes by and the French and the English are really start to, they're starting to worry because they don't want to see Russia expand Russia's already gigantic, and so they're fearing that an, a collapse of the Ottoman Empire would really upset the balance of power, which this should be like, you should be scratching your heads because, whoa, whoa, whoa why, why on earth would they support the Ottoman Empire? How many times have they fought the Ottoman Empire? Well, in this situation, the sick man of Europe, it's better to keep that up than have Russia expand. So where does the war get its name from? I will tell you. Um, the Crimea was annexed by the Russians in 1783 and their main their fleet their massive entire Black Sea fleet was um, in Crimea off the the port of Sevastopol and um, so basically um, what happens is the French and the Brits have a combined um, um, what do you call it um, force sorry and they land to capture this port city and um, it's called the Battle of Balaclava, and perhaps miscommunication, uh, perhaps mis, you know, mismapping, but basically it was not an instant victory for the French and the Brits, and for 11 months they were able to, the Russians were able to really and truly um, maintain, maintain control of the the city, there were major British losses, major loss of weapons. Um, this is considered one of the most famous and ill-fated events in British history. Eventually, um, the city will fall. Like in, uh, After 11 months, the war doesn't end, but symbolically, that's pretty much like the end of the war. And um, there's finally the official end of the war is um, 18... 56 um, with the Peace of Paris. Um, the Turks controlled the Danube River. Um, 
the Russians have to give back land to the Ottoman and the Black Sea is considered um, completely uh, neutral. And, you know, so who is the biggest, the biggest loser? Uh, you know, I, I would say Russia is truly a, a big, big loser. Prussia, as you know, stayed neutral. Austria decided to side with Russia, which was kind of a dumb move. I'll explain more why later if they did that. Um, and um, basically, um, you know, this also truly ends the concert of Europe um, since everyone just fought, fought against each other. Um, what this ends, ends with is a couple big things. The first is we do consider this the first modern war. The use of photography and live reporting for the first time is used. Um, nursing also becomes a big deal. Florence Nightingale, what she realized is she was a British nurse, that more men were dying from disease in actual battle. And so this is also going to trigger, you know, germ theory and, and, you know, anesthesia and how to, you know, have using sterile instruments. Um, Mary Seacole was a Jamaican woman who actually was a nurse who made, made her way. Um, the British medal, Victoria Cross was also introduced. Railroads, telegraph, all of these things are so incredibly important for, because we are literally gearing up for World War One. This is the prefigure of World War I. Um, also, if you're familiar with the um, writer Leos Tolstoy, he is a Russian, and he he fought, he fought, kind of like we talked about Lord Byron and the Greek fight. He fought um, to defend Sevastopol, and that those 11 months really inspired his very famous book called War and Peace. Also, lastly, really important, this war um, impacted the Russians so much due to the finance of it that... This was a trigger to sell Alaska to um, America. And this is um, referred to as Seward's Folly. Seward was the American who made this possible. It was $7.2 million and it was received so terribly. Everyone's like, why in the world would America want this territory? The fun part is, is that World War II, we're going to realize how much oil that is in Alaska. And all of a sudden, it's not going to be so funny anymore. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you in class. Bye.